As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, and a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So this morning we continue uh, looking at this letter in 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 4 to 10. I wonder what was your TV binge during the lockdown? Uh, I wonder if it was Tiger King or Afterlife, Joe Wicks, Normal People. Apparently some people were watching 44% more television than before they did during the lockdown. In the absence of any UK sport, some football fans became devotees of the Belarusian Premier League. I didn't get that desperate. Highlights for me had to be James Corden in The Man With Two Governors, Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga, with the most imaginative geography of Edinburgh I've ever seen, including an English stately home apparently found on Carlton Hill. But the highlight for me had to be, no, not Frozen 2, it was Hamilton. A musical based on the story of one of the founding fathers of the USA, it was brilliant. Rap music, a non-white cast, apart from George III, it tells the story of Alexander Hamilton, the illegitimate orphan of a Scot, who had the first sex scandal to hit US politics and became the first Secretary of State for the Treasury under George Washington. It was fantastic and surprisingly moving too. I confess to having something in my eye at the end. It addresses many themes, love, race, politics, slavery, jealousy, ambition, lust, but two of the most important questions of humanity are front and centre, identity and purpose. Who am I? And why am I here? It's been said that there are two important days in a person's life. One is the day when we are born, and the second is when we discover why we're born. And identity and purpose are the two central themes of this morning's passage from 1 Peter. A letter written to a diverse group of followers of Jesus in northern Turkey, described variously throughout the letter as strangers, foreigners, exiles and aliens. These were Christians who were, in the world's eyes, marginalised, poor, landless and powerless, with little status, significance or social influence and few rights. But in God's eyes, Peter says, there's something else. They're children of the King of Kings, 
royalty, set apart as holy and sacred, representing God to people and people to God. Their identity and purpose are two themes running through these six verses that Christine read for us a few moments ago. So firstly, identity. As I've said, in the eyes of their culture and society, these early Christ followers were unimportant. Ignored, marginalised, demeaned, shamed. Many were slaves or refugees. But Peter, who knew what it was to feel shame, guilt, to feel worthless and written off, tells them that God sees them differently. Verse 5. As you come to him, he writes, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. Peter reminds them that their identity depends on Jesus, the one who is rejected, despised and crucified. The one whom Peter had heard say in the shadow of the temple in Jerusalem, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Peter throws in references from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah and quotes from the Psalms to show that Jesus, the one stone who'd been rejected, is in fact the cornerstone who holds the key to everything. And if Jesus is the cornerstone, then Peter says, we are the living stones being built into a spiritual house or household. And our purpose is there in verse 9. If we are a chosen people, a holy priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, then our job is to represent people to God and God to people. That is what priests do. And remember, this is Peter writing. The person who struggled to believe that God loved anybody outside the Jewish race now he is saying that the church, this mixture of Jews and Gentiles, Jews and non-Jews, this church is the new Israel. Gone is the special place with special people, wearing special clothes, spaying special words on special days. Now God can be encountered anywhere, by anybody. He isn't constrained by buildings or religion. Because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, everything has changed. And the church's job, verse 19, is to declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Our ministry, Peter says, our responsibility follows the same pattern of Jesus. Just as our identity depends on the status and person of Jesus, he was rejected, then so will we be. He came to show us the way to God, and that's our role as the church too, to point other people to God. Because, as Peter quotes from another Old Testament prophet, Hosea, in verse 10, Once you are not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you would not receive mercy, but now you have received mercy. We, as Christians, are forgiven, so we can forgive. We receive grace, so we can be gracious. Our identity and purpose are interlinked. We follow Jesus so we can become like Jesus, and so other people can see Jesus in us, and therefore see Jesus. God promised to send his son, and did. He promises to build his church, his family, and still is in the act of building. And that is our purpose and our identity, 
to point people towards Jesus, to allow them to see Jesus living in us. And in the words that recur throughout the musical Hamilton, just you wait, just you wait, just you wait.